Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Legator. And I've just realised a big glass of milk probably isn't best for the throat for a podcast medium. So halfway through, I may swap for a glass of water. However, we will be talking about milk glass, milk later this show, not to... Did you just down a sours? I was making a, a visual comedy joke. And as we know, podcasts are a visual medium. Well, for for us they are, as well as as well as our multiple yes. auditory platforms. Um, well, we are now we've got two Wes Anderson films I've to talk about. I mean, there are others that we sort of haven't discussed. Um, we do with these fortnights, we pick our favourites, and uh, this is this is Moonrise Kingdom, um, a film that I can now firmly say is my second favourite Wes Anderson film. <clears throat> what kind of bird are you? I'm a sparrow. She's a dog. No, I said. What kind of bird are you? Dear Susie, here's my plan. Dear Sam, my answer is yes. Dear Susie, one. Dear Sam, where? Dear Susie, walk 400 yards due north from your house to the dirt path which has not got any name on it. Turn right and follow to the end. I will meet you in the meadow. Who's missing? Shukuski, you in there? Jiminy Cricket, he flew the coop. Well, where the hell are you? Right here. Does it concern you that your daughter's just run away from home? That's a loaded question. Um, hey, that's sec- really nice. Second, I think he always was. Yeah, but I think it's really firm now. It's it's yeah, it's my second favorite, definitely. Mm. And you're that's second to Fantastic Mr. Fox, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I'm mm, I'm probably going Tenenbaums after that. Mind you, I really really enjoyed Tenenbaums this watch. He's a great, he's a great director. Um, <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom, yeah, uh, and with with Rushmore as our next episode. Uh, not just my favourite Wes Anderson movie, one of my top twenty movies of all time. Until help arrives, I'm deputising the little guy, the skinny one, and the boy with the patch on his eye to come with me in the station wagon. What am I looking at? He does watercolors, mostly landscapes, but a few nudes. If we find him, I'm not going to be the one who forgot to bring a weapon. Me neither. Where's the boy? I'm told that he's just been struck by lightning. It's true. I'll be out back. I'm going to find a tree to chop down. A movie I'm very excited for Will to see. Um, but first, Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. What's your relationship with Moonrise Kingdom, Will? Uh, I went to see this uh, in my second year of university at the, the university's own cinema, the film unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's very nice, I miss it, I miss it a lot. Hopefully it gets uh, back into action next year. Uh, but no, it was just uh, impromptu, let's go to the cinema. And that's what they were showing. So there that's you go. very delightful didn't film. Know what to expect, didn't, didn't know the film. Went, oh, that's Wes Anderson. Loved it, loved it. Yeah, that's I've fun. only watched three films at the film unit. I've watched, um, Moonrise Kingdom. Great. Avengers Infinity War. Mm. And Selma. Oh, God. It's a real eclectic mix. That was a definite mixed nuts collection of films. Um, Moonrise Kingdom. I watched, um, I missed it at the cinema because I didn't have my unlimited card yet. And, I, you know, I wasn't. So getting my family to see a movie that they didn't want to see was an uphill climb. And um, 
So I, I got the rental copy, and I believe I rented it from Blockbuster.com. No, Blockbuster in-store. And for a sleepover. I'm terrible for yawning. I need to look up yawning cures. There's no cure, it's just yawning. Um, I looked up uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, sorry, sorry. I bought Moonrise Kingdom at uh, the Blockbuster, and I watched it on a portable DVD player at my grandma Chris's um, on the tiniest screen you've ever seen. But even on that tiny screen, I was sucked in. I believe I'd seen Rushmore prior to that and Royal Tenement. I believe I'd gotten into it before. And so I was awaiting Moonrise Kingdom as, as I was, as I awaited Budapest. And indeed, I love dogs and now the French Dispatch. Uh, YouTube comments. There's something about this film, a feeling I can't quite describe. No, I said, what kind of bird are you? Smooth as fuck. <laughs> um, anyone who thinks this is a bad movie needs a better taste in film. That sounds a lot like you. And it, oh, it's from a guy named Tom. <laughs> That's fully true. Um, the original, The End of the Fucking World. Have you watched that, Will? People seem to yeah, like it. I, I really, really like uh, both series of them. Yeah, mm. I think they're excellent. Timeless. I think it's the timeless quality. I think that's what they're on about. Because um, End of the Fucking World uses um, a lot of 70s architecture and costume and stuff. But it is still set in the modern day. Mm. Um, it's It's... Yeah, doesn't have a, a time period related to it. Whereas that's what a lot of Wes Anderson films, as we discussed on the Budapest, have. How to troll your action movie lover boyfriend? Me, honey, do you want to watch a Bruce Willis movie? BF, hell yeah. Me proceeds to play Moonrise Kingdom. BF, damn. No disrespect <laughs> to action movie fans intended. God. Sick I, I, I forgot that Bruce Willis was in it before I watched it. Mm. And I was like, that's a really nice surprise. I love it when Bruce Willis plays a cop. I I usually say my top three Bruce Willis performances are this, Death Becomes Her, and obviously John McClane, First Die Hard. Um, what, what, what's your Willis ranking? I just how I would put this at this. I mean, Death Becomes Her is strange because it's one of the only times I've seen him do... Full, full Cam slapstick, yeah. Yeah, Oscar Wilde-esque. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, a Die Hard is a classic. It's got to be Die Hard, isn't it? Come to the party, a few less. Look that. This movie defines the word lovely. How cute. However, there are other opinions. There is the Katrina Unit one-star opinion corner. Dull as dishwater. I was so let down by this movie, I had been looking forward to this and had been harping on to my wife about it for weeks. When we got to see it, she actually fell asleep. To be fair, I really don't blame her, as it's one of the most boring movies I've watched in quite some time. I, boring? Is that the word? I, for me, again, it flies by. The film is so filled, but it's so quick. It's wonderful. Incredibly boring and meaningless. I have never, ever expected a this awful movie when I saw the IMDb writing of 8.1. This movie is by far the most boring and the most topicless movie ever. Topicless? No, so, so boring that we just can't stop yawning this episode. Um, I hope hipstery is a word because that would be the perfect adjective to describe this film. I will say that the cinematography, acting, and the overall look of the film were nice, but that doesn't make it worth watching. Now, I'm not going to pull out all that stupid argument that the audience is made up of pedophiles because I know some decent people who like this film. This is a really deep, dark well I found in these one-star review corners. We're going to read one next. It's just people saying it's a film for pedophiles. Now, I don't know if, even, if this is even a conversation, but... For me, the young love in this the movie that, is so delicately yeah. shown and truthfully that told. Up shows that you, you, you weren't watching it properly, were you? No, yeah. I mean, 
yes, they are in pants for five minutes or whatever, but it's not graphic. It's not gratuitous. It's pure is the wrong word because it's it's intentionally fumbly and it's intentionally nervous. I mean, I guess there's the slightly um, explicit um, when she's when she says it feels hard. Again, it's it's not graphic, it's not gratuitous, it's really vulnerable, really really innocent, and just really really well judged. I feel, um, which leads us on to our next uh, review. Here we are, a must see for all of you pedophiles. This is a great movie for all those pedophiles out there. But as for the rest of us normal people, it was disgusting. I guess all the pedophiles got a hold of this movie and voted it very highly on IMDb. And I got suckered in seeing the eight rating, thinking it was going to be a good movie. Uh, there you go. Yeah. What other movies? No. Um, we move on. Uh, ten minutes stretch, hmm. Will. Best ten minute stretch. Why don't you kick us off? I've got, I've got quite a few. I've got more ten minutes for stretches than minutes this time. Well, uh, I've got more. No, that's untrue. But keep you go first. Um. Introduction to the the family, I think, mm. and of course the wonderful William Murray. What a man! <laughs> what a man. Had to be there. I, I've gone for the the beach scene. Um, I've gone for sort of the 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 break in slash flooding. Um, Finale. Okay. Yes, and um, I, I've I've gone for the ending as well. The the, the, the sort of in church so very well made i mean people i i i um when we talk about the qualities of, of anderson as a filmmaker we don't really talk about tension or action but all of these movies we talked about it in grand budapest such great tension the the fake uh, the fake shersharon and head reveal so excellently toned and done. And, and this conclusion is very much in the same vein. Excellently made and excellently tense. <clears throat> very, very good stuff. Um, I similarly, li, 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 I have the opening escape uh, from the Camp Ivanhoe, which I very much enjoy. Uh, <laughs> I then have the Susie missing reveal. Yes. Um, meeting Bill and, and Francis. And also the incredible uh, Bruce Willis hiding out in the darkness and his, and then I was just coming to tell you that we still not found him in the middle of the night. And then Francis manages to save it. Um, well, barely. Um, the beach, as you say, falling in love on the beach at Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, I've put here, <laughs> Sad night. Um, there's a lovely little bit, sort of after where they get uh, found, and it's Francis and Susie in the bath and doing the, the noticing the earrings and talking about Bruce Willis, and it's sad Edward Norton, and it's and it's sort of <coughs> pardon me, and it's um, Will it Bruce Willis and um, and Sam sat eating and, and, and he's made him the sausage and it's sort of the aftermath of them being found and I find that a very, I like that as a stretch. All underscored by Alexander Desplaz, very good score, which is combined with a lot of Benjamin Britten stuff um, and because of the overall Britain of it all, um, into the weather. <laughs> the wonderful Jason Schwartzman, uh, who will... Yes. Um, of course, steal the show in our next episode of Rushmore. But um, yes, he's he's wonderful. Uh, the, the the coins are for me. Uh, these are my coins. This is my fee. Uh, and just you know, because of your lack of a uh, you know uh, lack of a license, your age, your lack of parental uh, consent, it won't be. A, it will be a sham marriage. But it's really important. Also, uh, I just I just again, it's that it's that young love aspect. We'll do this now then. So basically, the movie ends with a lovely little note saying for, and it starts with a J, I can't remember. Uh, but um, the film is dedicated uh, to um, Wes Anderson's first love. And so you can really get the vibe, or I mean, I don't know if he ran away with her, 
but um, you really get the vibe of that true young love and that romance. Mm. And um, I think it's really well done. And of course, that is heartachingly juxtaposed with the pain and sadness of of Bill Murray and Francis McDormand, and and in turn Bruce Willis and uh, yeah. Edward Norton gets a nice mm. little Edward Norton's, but again Edward Norton's sad and lonely for most of it. Um, we do have a glimpse of happiness. He's got his kids. He's got his kids, but no, because at the end there's the picture of the secretary on the wall. Oh, yeah, so that's quite nice. Uh, there is hope for Ed, big Ed, uh, which leads us into Tom's weirdly specific favourite part of the film. I love the children playing table tennis in the opening uh, letter sequence. Um, no, not the open, not the letter sequence, the Susie escape sequence. And the, it's just very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I've always enjoyed the treehouse, just a great gag. The ridiculousness of that treehouse. And then later when they're up it and, and the kid angrily slams down, <laughs> just falls. Um, just a, re I don't even know how you can make it, make that. How do you make a treehouse, Phil? Treehouse corner. Um, <laughs> lots of uh, wood. Oh, so you don't actually know? Uh, I do. I, me and my father built a treehouse, um, oh. then knocked it down. Uh, ten years later, mind you, it got it got its use. Got its use. I don't know. You, I, I, I don't really know. Do you watch Treehouse Masters? On no, but I watch back. Treehouse of Horror uh, every ah, year. There we go. Yeah. Um, I love, I lo really enjoy Edward Norton in this, and I love, He's great. He's I great. love, um, no, I changed my answer. I'm a math teacher on the side. This is my full time job. Um, I love the queue for the ark waiting outside. <laughs> very aesthetic, very, very funny and pleasing. Uh, all the, all the animals. Um, I, I, you were talking in our Grand Budapest that you didn't really like the use of titles. Yeah. What about this film? Because I really like them in this, the handwritten stuff and the changing of the colours. And... Uh, you know, the handwritten, yeah, I, I like that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh, stab and the arrow, uh, just a fun way to do that. I love the harsh cut to the ears being pierced. Do the other one. <laughs> uh, again, talking about that sort of, innocence and vulnerability when he tells her that he's going to wet, that he might wet the bed. I hope I don't need to tell And then, so I hope that's okay. And lovely delivery from Susie of, of course it's okay. Very, very nice. I love Bill Murray pulling up the tent. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just iconic. And then I love Edward Norton in the below of the boat. I yeah. really wish we could have taken uh, stock because that's one of the best counts I've seen ever. You really don't want to be a khaki scout anymore? Very sad, very good, very, yeah, very nice. I wanted Edward Norton and Bruce Willis to adopt him and be like two dads. I wanted, that's the ending I wanted. <laughs> I love Bill Murray grabbing an axe. I'm going to go look for a tree to chop down, uh, which I believe, because this was a trailer I saw a lot, I believe that was the... Jesus Christ! I believe that was the end of the trailer. Uh, was that gag? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then, absolutely hilarious. The, the fake dummy, the absolutely terrifying fake dummy, is um, uh, wonderful. Well, you're more general, or you're more specific, everybody. I've gone for the sort of the uh, when he escapes camp, and you got all the sort of activities going on the day, and you get that long shot of them um, at breakfast, and there's just that chair missing. I like that. It's a nice shot. Um, the use of POV camera in general, I really enjoy. Yeah, again, like something that is used in his previous films that yes. comes more so into. I think, especially yeah. the scenes where they're running through the, the forests, I think mm -hmm. they're they're very good. And also when they kiss and he spits afterwards, <laughs> that's great. That's that's probably my favourite moment of the film. That's a lovely, lovely touching moment. That. Um, instills their romance and everything about their relationship into one moment, so I'd have to agree. Soundtrack Corner. We've got a couple of things to talk about here. Alexandre Desplat, we've got Benjamin Britten to talk about, and we've got some lovely French... Ding, 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 Francois Hardy. Uh, so let's start with the Benjamin Britten of it all. So, so obviously, the film is a big Benjamin Britten motif. Um, 
with them with the uh, big. I'm saying all this now, and I've forgotten. Uh, yeah, uh, the big Benjamin Britten motif of them at the beginning, the young person's guide to the orchestra. I very much enjoy. And now, Mr. Britten is going to build it all together. And um, it's very good. Building is in. Uh, did you watch? Um, you did. Yes, I know. Fargo season three. Yes. When they did the Peter, when they used Peter and the Wolf, and um, and. Uh, to, uh, but they yeah. had, and they brought Billy Bob Thornton back. Oh, that the, the flute will be played by the wolf. It, I, 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 I want to say that first season was still Billy Bob Thornton with his shotgun. Lawrence Ma Malvo, what was his name? L Malvo. Oh. L Malvo. God, that was Very the worst good. Billy Bob Thornton ever. Very ever. You want me to kill him? I can kill him. That's mm, okay. Uh, and then, and then the wonderful Alexander Desplat with the into yeah Francois Hardy with Le Temps de l'Amour and uh, Rambling Man by Hank Williams that plays every time Bruce Willis is in his car, which I also enjoy. Um, well, what are your uh, favourite? Uh, oh. Of course, we split soundtrack corner two ways: best use of a song and best song full stop. This is a little bit hard with orchestral pieces, but uh, what about yourself? But, well, for me, it's Rambling Man with Bruce Willis as well, mm. just because he's a funny guy. Uh, but mm -hmm. I, I like the mm -hmm. that that one is the it's sort of the iconic one for me, uh, mm. and it's it's very very Wes Anderson. <laughs> and that sounds like a very basic answer, but it, it, it is. That's true. It gets the vibe. Uh, which takes us into um, Oscar Travesty. And this is a bit of a real Oscar Travesty. Uh, we, the film gets one nomination. Do you want to take that guess, Will? Uh, Doesn't win, but it gets one nomination. Cinematography. No, it would be same as Tenenbaums, one nomination for original screenplay. This time he's collaborating with uh, Roman Coppola uh, of the major Coppola family. Uh, Django wins which I don't think we can argue with. I think on the Django episode, I sort of said, I thought, I think we sort of had a little debate, but I did, I think I'd have to go Django. Yeah, uh, definitely as a, uh, as a screenplay. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Amour is beautiful and very touching and very sad. Um, so let's go to cinematography, see what's, see what's, what is there. Um, Django, Life of Bionica, and Karenna, Lincoln, Skyfall. I mean, Skyfall very, very well shot, but Lincoln, I can lose Lincoln. Um, it, I can lose Lincoln from any category. This is true. Um, <laughs> Anna Karenina, the design was very fun. Uh, I don't know about the actual film, uh, but I did enjoy um, some elements of the Anna Karenina film. And then, of course, Life of Pi was. Very beautiful, so I'd, yes, I I yes. do agree, uh, but I do want Moonrise Kingdom in there. Um, best editing, I very much want. This is just a pretty. I don't want to. Uh, this is a pretty bland year for me. Oscar it's not, not the uh, hashtag Manx sweep that we got this year. Um, no, it uh, for me. Right, I'm looking at all of these movies again. These best picture nominees for me. Right, I'm a sad weirdo, so I've seen Amour a couple of times. I love old French people <laughs> dying, so I'm a sad weirdo, and I've seen Amour a couple of times. But apart from Amour and Django, and I'm just going to remove Amour because nobody else has done five watches of Amour, is Django the only movie that people have actually returned to here? I know Silverlani's I mean, playbook has its fans, we, but that's sort of We both returned to Les Mis. I don't. I haven't you watched Lame Miss since the theatre. Oh, Sorry, no. since the cinema. I have, I own it on... No, I tell a lie. I watched it at the cinema. We bought the DVD. We watched it on a Sunday night. Haven't watched it since. I remember liking it, and I always defend it when people say it's shit, but then I realise, in actuality, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I haven't actually yeah, seen it in years. Django is definitely the uh, deserving one, though. I feel apparently there's an Argo 
resurgence happening. I think people want to return to Argo. I think I may return to Argo for George and Ben. Uh, but but I mean it's Django all the way, and I think yeah. Moonrise. I could literally lose. I could I could make a case to swap Moonrise Kingdom for any of these, and similarly Invest Director. Um, but performances. Any any nominations you'd want to get in there? Um, Bill. Yeah, Bill Murray. No, 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 no not Bruce Bill Murray. Willis. Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I meant. It's yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce Willis is great in this. And I think you could have, I think there could have been a push. I think, you know, people love a story. Um, that being said... You're not going to beat Christoph or Daniel Day-Lewis, are you? You're not going to beat Christoph. Philip Zimmer Hoffman should have won anyway, but anyway, that's a story for the Master episode, which will which will happen. Um, I'd, I'd lose Tommy Lee. I love Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> love Tommy Lee Jones. Our fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. He has been running for five <laughs> minutes. That gives us a circumradius of two miles. I love the fugitive. <laughs> what a film. You stretch the samples. Oh, because of... Oh, God, what's the name of the drug? Oh, Jesus. I, my entire life has been building up to this moment. Provasic. You stretch the samples. <laughs> Provasic. And you did it all for Provasic. <laughs> Imagine, imagine having watch your wife. Everybody watch the fugitive. Fugitive episode will be happening. <laughs> Anything to do with it. Um, best screenplay we talked about. Any anything? Uh, did uh, Alexandra Desplat always gets nominated? Oh, he already was nominated for Argo. Uh, doesn't mean he couldn't have been nominated again, but uh, he wasn't. Um, which takes us out of Oscar travesty. The question is, I mean, I, I yeah, no, we'll have this conversation here. From what we've seen of French Dispatch. Is that is there going to be an Oscar push for? Fred? I mean, there will be an Oscar push, obviously. Yeah. But do you think there's a chance? I think so. I think so, and I think it's well needed. Mm. Um, the Oscars have been barren since uh, what's been the time of year? That was a great year. Um, it's going to be a tight. I think it right because you've got West Side Story, which could be either excellent or terrible. In actuality, I think it's going to be pretty... In the heights. People think that's going to be good, yeah. The new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, which I'm very excited about. Love Paul, he's my favourite director. Uh, new uh, that you've got Dune, which we've got coming out. A new Gilmero del Toro movie, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, new Edgar Wright movie. I mean, that's a yes. horror movie, so it probably uh, won't. Last, Last Night in Soho. So it looks, I, that's a, it looks very good, but of course the Oscars aren't a big, they look down no. on horror. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. But I do think if all those movies are good... Good good Oscars. Could be a good Oscars. Uh, Will's favourite building or set? I've gone for the treehouse. Yes, very fun. Yes. Just a great gag. And also the, the, set, of the, the set of the, the play that they do. In the church. Very well, elaborate, yeah. Very well done and very, very clever. I like that a lot. Um, you said that you only had so many uh, Best Single Minute nominations. What were they? Uh, the, oh, the church play behind the scenes when he's hiding in the, mm. the clothes and then they all, what I like that. You? And the, I've just written Attack. Oh, the Attack when they, they gang up on the bikes. Yeah. And the scissors and the stab me with lefty scissors. Uh, <laughs> Lucas Hedges, uh, who I've wanted to stab with scissors for years now. Maybe, maybe he's better. He's getting a lot better. But there was that couple of years. Where, it, no, sorry, it was that one year where I thought he was the worst part of Manchester by the Sea, and I thought he was the worst part of Three Billboards, and I just thought, how is this person getting roles and roles and roles and roles? <laughs> Uh, I think he's good in Lady Bird. Since then, he's gone on. I, I like him in Waves. I loved him in uh, Let Them All Talk. Um, but still, I don't know this. I don't see this huge star that everybody sees. Anyway. Um, best. So what were those best? Oh, you said them. Uh, uh, yeah. I have, uh, you put it into The Escape. I have Camp Ivanhoe. Uh, I have the letters back and forth. 
Uh, just mm. lovely yeah. little shots and very well very well devised. And then I have and then I have Bruce Willis going about his day. Uh, which is I, I would watch an entire movie of Bruce Willis going about his day on the island. Obviously, Bruce Willis is famously cantankerous nowadays and it's not easy to work with reportedly, but I would love him to do more stuff like this. I don't know. And also, there's been no behind-the-scenes story. I mean, I did my research. There's no behind-the-scenes stories here of a, a troublesome relationship with Anderson. I, I do think if you give him a decent role, then he won't be cantankerous. I don't personally blame him for being cantankerous on a fucking piece of shit. You know, he's filming for two days for a million so that they can say that he's in it. And I don't care if he's a little bit... Uh, um, however, I think if you give him something like this, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Best line, take give us away, give us some well. I went for um holy Christ, what am I looking at? That's uh wonderful Bill Murray. Why do you always use binoculars? It helps me to see things closer, even if they're not very far away. I pretend it's my magic power. That's not the quote that I thought it was. I wanted to do um I want to be an orphan. All my all my um all my favorite characters are orphans. It feels like they're more special. And then him going, I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about. Um, which is sort of, people always talk about, I feel we've done 500 Days of Summer now, the sort of peak of this and the Wes Anderson of it all, of hmm. cute things that people say. And I can see a whole Twitter, you know, I wish I was an orphan. They have more, in, all my favorite characters I are like, orphans. I like me. Yeah. No, don't, that, that, that's <laughs> not that. I, my wife likes me. Um, God, so sad. Did you maybe notice when I was reading the vomit bag? Um, the of yeah. So Anderson sort of not pointing fun, but going, okay, that's really cute, and that's really <laughs> that's really cute, and that's really insular. But in actuality, you don't know what you're talking about. That's no. that's not true. I've gone for a, um, a lovely Bruce when he's like. Uh-huh. And uh, is that a yes? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been proven by history. All mankind makes mistakes. Very much enjoy that one. Um, again, Willis. Top, absolute top form. Our daughter's been abducted by one of those beige lunatics. It's very, very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. We should make a band work called the Beige Lunatics. Or not. I hope the roof flies off and I get sucked up into space. And I enjoy that, but I enjoy a lot more Francis McDormand. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Because in that two-line exchange, you know exactly how their marriage has gone. Yeah. And uh, for as much as we can blame Francis McDormand for not divorcing him and cheating, there's a reason. There's always a reason, unfortunately. Uh, which takes us into what's the change? I've got two minor ones. You? Uh, I, I decided not to put a change. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't like the lightning effect. Um, his oh. body getting flung is a bit is a bit. I don't, doesn't work for me. No, I like um, that. I like that. It's just a bit too much, and it's a bit for the film that's so practical. Uh, and also, it's not really a change. Pouring beer into a glass that's just had milk in it. Are you insane? Sorry, Mister Milk. Mr. Milk? I love two things, like beer a, and milk, not in the same glass. The knockoff Reservoir Dogs and <laughs> Mr. Milk. Uh, why am I Mr. Milk? That's so close to Mr. White. <laughs> I don't even like milk. We did a job and everybody got to pick their own names. <laughs> Maybe that's the job where they all got to pick their own names. It was like, I'm going to be Mr. Milk. What? <laughs> I'm going to be Mr. Milk. <laughs> And then, but nobody had decided on the Mister thing yet, and they're like, "I guess we're doing the, this Mister thing." Um, oh, watch Reservoir Dogs. I might have to watch it again. I love Reservoir Dogs. Great, great film. It's great. Great Harvey Keitel. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. Say the fucking words. You're gonna be okay. Sorry, are you a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> um, Toby Chu. Toby Chu. 
Uh, what's left from Will's notes? That's it from my notes, I'm afraid. I have one note in mind. Tilda's outfit. Love Tilda Swinton in this as social services. Doesn't get a real name. And um, she has an incredible outfit. Um, also, the ending corner. There isn't one, but there are a few fun facts. Excellent. Uh, the dance scene on the beach was saved for the very end of filming so that the two young leads would be comfortable around each other and was done on a close set. Just the two leads, co-writer and director Wes Anderson and the camera man. In the film, Laura Bishop shouts at various family members through a bullhorn. The idea came from co-writer Roman Coppola's childhood as his mother, Eleanor Coppola, <laughs> used a bullhorn in a similar fashion. Um, I think I know the answer, Will. Have you seen the Eleanor Coppola documentary, uh, Hearts of Darkness, about the making of uh, Apocalypse Now? Uh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Have you seen Apocalypse Now? No. Four greatest films of all time were made. That Maybe this isn't true. But Francis Ford Coppola made four of the greatest films of all time in the 70s. He just made literally four masterpieces back to back to back. And two, two Godfathers, Apocalypse Now and The Conversation. And all of them are special in their own ways. And The Conversation is so small. And then Apocalypse Now is so big. He, it's, it's legendary. Um, and if I could take four movies on... If I could take... Ooh, okay. Tangent. You're on a desert. You're on a desert island. You can take one director's filmography. Oh. Mm. Because um. you can't leap to Tarantino. Because actually, Tarantino, you've only got seven. You've only got nine yeah, movies. You have. That's your. So you're gonna weigh I, it up. I, I, I just, it's got to be Spielberg, I think, just because of the. Ooh. Yeah, you can finally rewatch Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, I could get. Yeah, was Zemeckis? Right. I mean, I think, yeah. it, I think I'd choose if I was staying uh, as a, a wider picture, I would choose uh, Spielberg. For Spielberg. me, Spielberg. I think you know that Spielberg's now making a movie about his younger self. Oh, you're so me. <laughs> Wow. I think Woody, for the fact that it's 49 movies, and so I could have a pretty good go at that. Oh, you'd love that. Scorsese is about 30 movies, very varied, and some of them are very long. Casino. It's worth it just for Casino. I mean, it's worth that it. That shot all. I mean, the, the way that Robert De Niro smokes a cigarette in Casino is very worth it. You're doing this on purpose, aren't you? I mean, he does smoke cigarettes in Casino, but I think you're confusing it with Goodfellas, aren't you? I am. You are, aren't you? <laughs> um, Woody Allen, Scorsese. Probably not Mike Nichols, although he's my idol in life. I'm gonna, it's, it's a toss-up between Scorsese and Woody Allen. And probably Scorsese because there's a variety. I mean, well, no, there's a, there's a major variety in Allen. Speaking of Scorsese, I watched your trial the other day. Enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. You absolute bastard. You, we have immortalised a fucking hour and a half of Shutter Island to you going, it's a bit boring, isn't it? Oh, my. And me fighting an uphill battle against you and Becky. Unbelievable. That's been immortalised. And oh, terrible. After filming was completed, Cara Hayward, who played Susie, got to keep the kitten. And Jared Gilman got to keep the backpack. Well, this is the first Wes Anderson film without any involvement from Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. Wow. He's busy doing cars at the time. I don't know. Do you want, do you want, your, do you want your heart to be warmed, Will? I would love my heart to be warmed. During filming, Bill Murray taught Jared Gilman how to tie a necktie for the first time. Um. The words for human appear in the corner at the very end of the movie. This refers to Wes Anderson's girlfriend, human Maloof. Oh, I completely misread that. So it's not first girlfriend, it's his current girlfriend. Fair, fair enough. Um, is to these two people were offered the role of social services. So originally it was clearly intended for a male. Jeremy Irons. No. 
And I, I'm not, I adore Jeremy Irons. Adore Alan Jeremy. Rickman. No, no, I, I think I Tilda really like Tilda, is yeah. really good. Yeah. Juvenile, she'll be, he'll be taking them to Juvenile Refuge. An orphanage? And then the dum, 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 the newspaper headline. He'll be taking him to Juvenile Refuge. Mr. Pine will be taking him to Juvenile Refuge. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mr. Tanagi will not be joining us for the rest of his life. I hear Arafat by his suit, sir. I don't know the code, so you're just going to have to shoot me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What is the best Die Hard one-liner? I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, because I'm shit with quotes. You are shit with quotes. Uh, when the movie first shows the scene of Scoutmaster Ward, recording the log on his newspaper, uh, tape recorder, there is a framed picture of Commander Pierce next to his recorder. At the end of the movie, the picture is replaced with Becky, the switchboard operator. Very nice. Not really a fun fact. It's pretty obvious. Um, tagline. Rundown. A tormenting and surprising story of children and adults during the stormy days of the summer of 1965. Is that Was that the tagline? Or is that somebody putting on IMDb synopsis into the wrong thing? I think so. But also, that's, that is the sort of tagline that Wes Anderson writes. No, because as we found out with Royal Tenenbaums, he has one of the best taglines ever. It's a crazy family. I feel like that was it. I believe the tagline was, you got a whole lot of people to get into one house. They, they should have tried again. They should have, should have spent more time. Um, and which takes us into Tom's big question. I mean, sad big question. Sam and Susie, do they... Do they no. Last? No. no. Childhood. It never lasts. Um, the childhood yeah. love. Um, this is the second time Bill Murray has played a cuckold for Wes Anderson. Which is your favourite? Do you prefer uh, Sir... No, I always want to say Sir Walter Raleigh, but that's not his name. It's Raleigh St. Clair. Um, it's, it's got to be uh, Raleigh St. Clair. Yeah. I, 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 he plays it up very well. There's, there's more comedy in that. It's more comedy. He's just very sad in this. Although there are some funny, very funny moments, but yeah. the character, the character. I do sad. like Sad Murray. I do like Sad Murray though. Sad Murray is very enjoyable. I don't know what it is. It Sad Sad Murray is the epitome of when you see a comedian being sad. It's just so much more effective. I've always felt that. I feel like that that's the key to Lost in Translation. I think we, we need to get a um, a yawn tally on the bottom right of the screen for this episode. I have you, not. I have no time. That. I have no time <laughs> to do that. Uh, people, if, if people want to count how many times I've yawned, it's not even. I got my full eight hours. It really. I have no idea what this. What it. What, oh, it's been at half five. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? How five? And wait, half five a.m. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I won't know. It was a. It was a, a big old session night. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. This takes us to the end of Wes Anderson. Uh, that's just a, a full lie. It takes us <laughs> to the end of Moonrise Kingdom, with. Rushmore being our next episode. Let me check my rankings. Uh, yes, Rushmore is number 13 on my top Crikey. 20 movies of all time. Um, Let's see if it moves. I don't think it will. I'm rather hard and firm. I don't know about... why Midnight in Paris is in my top 10, so that can get lost. It's at number six. I know, that was... It was a rogue move at the time. It's a rogue move to show up. Also, time's passed. Annie Hall's definitely your favourite Woody Allen movie, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, so you're not, you're, that's not even true. Annie Hall must be at number one. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you're leaving, you're ditching Midnight in Paris. Yeah. Which takes everything forward. So what's your new 10? Oh, uh... 
National Treasure might make it on there. Oh, eat shit. National <laughs> <laughs> Treasure? Oh, my God. You look at mine and it's just this beautifully curated network. Sunset Boulevard, Casablanca, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Goodfellas, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, Crimes and Misdemeanors, Rushmore, Magnolia, Airplane slash Caddyshack, The Apartments, Titanic, Graduate, When I Met Sally, Terms of Endearment, Buggy Nights, Godfather Part 1 and Part 2, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, Sounds of the Lambs, The Shawshank Redemption. Such beautiful curation. And then once upon a time, not I, this is my big thing. And I'm just deciding when to do it is once upon a time, not in my top 20 now. Hey. I mean, it's, it's, it's not even, I think the minute I saw it, I was like, this is going to be in the top 20. You know what? Fuck it. I hey, love, hey, I love Casablanca. A life bump of Casablanca. Who, who likes Humphrey Bogart anyway? What? <laughs> uh, I'm, but I'm not changing my, uh, um, my article. Um, too many people have read it and I don't want to spread false information. Uh, they can find it deep down in this. Um, and also, for, for those of you, for the, we're going to we'll end Moonrise Kingdom and for those of you who want to stick around, you can stick around. Um, we, you, we have lovely little rankings on our, on our uh, Google sheet. Um, Will's a sexist. He hasn't filled out his top 10 actresses yet. Um, I, I, I'm just lazy. I <laughs> Don't go on the spreadsheet a lot. Uh, that's untrue because Will made the made the ranking uh, form, and he was like top ten directors and top ten actors. I said, "What about the actresses?" And he went, "Oh no, didn't say that." But um, <laughs> oh no, top ten actors is where we have the most crossover, I believe. Many what? people mock me for having Michael Caine as my one of my top ten actors, but I love him. <laughs> There's no, that's, I don't think there's any mocking there. Oh, it, it's, it's in, our, in our house, whenever he crops up, he's known to be. Uh, um, my, Michael Caine was the reason many people marked down the prestige. It's really good, but Michael Caine going, oh, the, the first part of a magic trick. Is... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm completely baffled by this. Who hates Michael Caine? No one hates Michael Caine, it's not allowed. Well, yeah, no, there, there are there are people out there that would like him dead. What's your favourite Billy Crystal Oscars song? Because um, I really I enjoy Kane. I don't know, Tom. Do you not watch the Billy Crystal Oscars openings? No, I, I watch, like, all ten of them once a month. That's and that, So I know all of the parody songs. I know. It's, it's I like just like Peach again. Oh, God. <laughs> Peach Show. I had to, somebody brought up in class today that Peep Show hasn't aged well. And I was like, yeah, because that's the point. I'm fed up of people like saying this about shows. Peep Show people, I can't remember what they're called. I can remember what they're called, Mark and Jeremy. But like, Mark and Jeremy aren't saints. I, no. That's the, the point is that they're shitty people. You, you know, it's same with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, people like, oh God, you know, as long as it's, I, I love that you're putting them in the same category. Thank you very much. No, I feel privileged. <laughs> they Tom's are literally wacky comedies. They are literally two comedies that have bad people in them. That is the only resemblance <laughs> in quality. Oh, you'd well, no, I know the answer. You'd put Peep Show over. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. You pulling my dick, bro? Does Peep Show ever say that? No. No. Go on, he's going to quote it. I know he's going to quote it. <laughs> you thought I was going to do a peep show quote, did you? No, I thought you were going to do Magnum Dong. The <laughs> the only... Oh, 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 whoops. No, I was, I was probably going to go, Nightman. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that Will has only actually seen the Nightman episode and a I've couple also... of compilations on YouTube. Uh, no, I think I've watched Are We Racist? Or racist. So you've watched the first. first episode. I watched the first episode. I was like, "Ooh, it's it's in four three. <laughs> it's in four three, and Danny DeVito's not here. This isn't the yeah. show that I was promised. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, Danny DeVito comes in in the second episode because they were going to cancel it, but Danny DeVito said, "No, this show's good. I'll be in it." <laughs> oh, that's ah. a great show. Um, lots of oh. tangents to conclude our Moonrise Kingdom yes. episode. Um, Will, any final thoughts on Moonrise Kingdom? Uh, 
very excellent, very excellent. Uh, not not many people know about this movie, I think, and I think they should. And I, I think, think they that's completely untrue. I, <laughs> maybe I'm just in different... Are we in different circles? You're in this weird, I hate Michael Caine circle. <laughs> Fucking who hates Michael Caine? I just... Uh, no, we're, uh, fuck Moonrise Kingdom, we're here now. What? Why don't they like Michael Caine? Because he... he because he can't, he, he only does the same in everything, and he's not a great actor, and he just does Michael Caine. Have they not seen the Ipcress file? So I, I will, I will admit that. Um, oh, what's the movie where he does that dire Texan accent? I don't know. Oh, it's very. I'll, I'll Jaws four. <laughs> very. <laughs> that, no, but that, what I was going to say about Billy Crystal was in the Billy Crystal. Uh, opening song. It, it's the it's the year where he's nominated for Cider House Rules, so he sings a song about Michael Caine, and he goes, um, you know, he's and he's and he makes a joke. Oh, uh, you you made Alfie, then you kept on making more. You've made more. You've made lots of movies. Anyway, I can't remember that one. But he's like, but why do you have to go and make Jaws for? And then Caine laughs. But then later in the show. Uh, Billy Crystal does a thing where he's like, I can read your minds. And he cuts to Michael Caine and he goes, and he, Billy Crystal goes, um, I loved Jaws 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Very, very enjoyable. Uh, that was the Oscar with, I think, yeah, American Beauty wins, Cider House Rules, Green Mile and The Insider and another movie. I was The Insider when I was Insider. I am the insider. I am the insider. I am the outsider. Are you trying? Are you trying to do a Billy Crystal song for the insider? <laughs> no, that's it's from um, Fresh Meat. It's from Fresh Meat. Oh, God, have you seen well, the insider? Well, you'd very much like it. I it's haven't. Pacino, Plumber, a murderous I've, I've, row. I've, I've, I've been touching cloth for the last. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which takes us to the end of our Moonrose Kingdom. talking about Oscars. I'm going to keep talking about the Oscars. Um, I'm going to stop talking about the Oscars so that Will doesn't shit himself. Da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-